This is the Meet Me at the Spot podcast, where we meet at the intersections of sexual health and the world around us. Each week, we will discuss sexual health current events, politics, social justice issues, and more. Get excited because it is time to start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Meet Me at the Spot. I'm your host, Holly, and I have to tell you, I am really glad that I am a procrastinator because sometimes that shit really works out for me. So I was planning on recording this episode earlier in the day today, but I just was really tired and doing a lot of running around, so I decided to do it tonight. Lo and behold, right before I start, I check my social media quick because we are waiting on the Supreme Court decision about the abortion pill, Mifepristone, and the Supreme Court made their decision. They are extending the stay, which means Mifepristone is available while litigation is happening on the lower court. So this is really great news for now, and we will keep an eye on this, and I will continue to post on my Instagram, so make sure to check that out. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I was away at a conference last week. I was at a conference called the Biomedical HIV Summit, and the focus was on sexual pleasure as part of the discussions around HIV prevention and around other prevention discussions as well. As we have talked about on this show in great detail, traditionally sex education is very risk focused. And it's really that in the way that we are trained as sex educators to focus on risk, a lot of the funding that some of these agencies get, and some agencies that I've worked for, is very focused on pregnancy prevention, STI prevention, HIV prevention. And it all comes at this lens of Sex is bad because sex could lead to these unintended consequences. That does not lead to people not having sex, as we talked about. So we need to start approaching this a little differently because that approach just doesn't work for a lot of people. Sex is fun and sex is pleasurable. So when we just focus on the risks, that does not lead to people seeking prevention methods, seeking harm reduction or anything like that. It is normal and it is healthy to engage in consensual sex and to explore various types of sex, including fetishes and kinks and the such. It's normal and healthy to not engage in any type of sex if that's not something you want to do either. It's totally normal to have what society may consider, quote unquote, vanilla sex. If it is making you feel pleasure, if it is making you feel good, and your partner is feeling pleasure and feeling good, then go for it, whatever that means for you. I just want to say that my takeaway from the conference was I felt so liberated. It was such a great conference and the speakers, performers, and all the breakout sessions were so informative and so great. 
And it was so amazing to hear from sex workers and people who are just so sexually liberated and open and really open to talking about how their experiences led them to being the person that they are today and talking about how those life experiences really shape who we are, whether those experiences uh, are negative, positive, or somewhere in between, that they really do shape who we are. And there was a lot of great content. There was a lot of great speakers, but the performers. So I just want to say this conference was in Vegas. It was like the literal perfect place to have a conference with this focus. And the performers were just sensual, touching on sexual, like right there, leaving you wanting for more. It was so awesome. Uh, And for this conference for registration, uh, we have to fill out a form. And this one asks a lot of questions just to gather data around uh, gender identity, sexual orientation, and things like that. And so this conference was the first time for me that I filled out a form around my sexual orientation where I was truly honest about my sexual orientation. Um, And it's something that I don't talk about out loud. It's never anything that I've made a big announcement about because to me, it's just who I am and who I think I've always been, but just never really kind of identified. So this was the first time for me to identify as pansexual and to talk about it with my coworkers and be so free and open to talk about it, um, which I always have felt weird about. And it wasn't until talking with a coworker that I realized why I felt weird uh, because I am pansexual and have always been pansexual for as long as I can remember, honestly, even before I knew there was a term for how I felt. Um, I always felt weird talking about it because I have always dated or been sexual with people who are male presenting or male identifying. And so for me, I got in my head that if I talk about it or make any kind of big deal about it, that people will think I'm just saying that for clout or something like that, that I'm trying to like fit in to the LGBTQ plus community. And that's really not what I wanted or ever would intend uh, for people to think about me. And it's probably just my own social anxiety, honestly. But that's why I've never really talked about it. But my name is Holly. I'm a pansexual and I'm really proud of it. And I am so excited to be more liberal and more open about talking about my sexual orientation. For me, going to this conference really came at a perfect time for what we've been talking about on this podcast. So the last several weeks, we have focused on topics that should be discussed in sex education, but likely aren't. And this week, I want to tie everything together with what's going on in our country on various levels. All of this fuckery that we've been talking about week after week is all very much interconnected. And it's not some weird coincidence that these things are happening at the same time. 
This doesn't mean that I am done with this series. I am definitely going to come back to it probably next week. I've been getting uh, folks reaching out to me with some really great suggestions about topics to talk about, and we will definitely do that. I want to make it very clear when we don't talk about sex in a positive way, or we don't talk about sex at all, starting at a young age, we do not equip people with all of the knowledge they need. This has led to unintended pregnancy and STI rates and HIV rates that are really high because we don't give people all of their available options so that they can choose what works best for them. When we don't discuss various cultures and sexualities and genders, people don't feel like they can express themselves authentically. And that leads to people making laws against that group of people. These laws against LGBTQ plus people, when we have laws uh, related to Muslim bans, mistreatment of immigrants, these are all very much rooted in fear and misinformation. And that's not to justify them at all because they're complete fucking bullshit. But the lawmakers are not the ones that are necessarily fearful, but they know they can convince a large group of their constituents that someone who doesn't look or act like them is taking things away, which in turn gets rid of the spotlight on these systems who are really the ones who are fucking us all over. So if we are spending all of this time pointing fingers at one another and blaming one another for the things we don't have, it takes away from the fact that the systems of power are the ones that are truly making it so we can't have the things that we want. And it's not just talking about government at at any level. It's inclusive of it for sure. But we're talking about education. We're talking about healthcare. We're talking about policing. We're talking about law. We're talking about all of these major systems because they all go hand in hand. And if we go back and really think about the origins of some of these systems, they are very much rooted in white supremacy. They are very much rooted in misogyny and continue to uphold those things today. So when all this is happening, we've got everybody pointing the blame. We've got people who aren't getting educated. We have people who have this uh, fake outrage that is put into their lap. This leads to laws being passed that are written so vaguely and are such bullshit that who gets to decide who's following the laws? Police. Policing in this country has racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic lenses that these folks are at a higher risk of being arrested and charged with higher crimes. And A lot of these laws are saying, like, if you have an abortion or if you 
a transition as a trans person, if you uh, perform at drag shows, if you whatever it is, then you could be charged with a felony. And in many states in this country, felonies make it so that you can't vote. While you're in prison, and in some cases, once you uh, have a felony, a convicted of a felony, you cannot vote ever. Uh, so this is a way to suppress people's power, right? Because power uh, comes in the form for the people of in voting, right? And people making these laws are really showing their true colors by restricting voting in various ways. They're very, trying to be very like backdoor about it because when they put out these very blatant uh, voting restrictions, they get really called out and it's really hard for them to kind of cover up for that. But these are easy to cover up for, right? You, well, we care about children and we care about the sanctity of life and we care about all these things. Fuck you. No, you don't. When people are not educated, they can't speak up in moments of injustice. So when we're seeing book bans and restrictions on what can and can't be taught in classrooms, we are going to be seeing and are going to continue to see this a whole generation of people who do not learn how to critically think. We also are going to see teachers and really good teachers leave the profession because they, in their hearts, do not feel that they can comply with this and do their jobs the best way to serve the students in the best way. Schools are then going to need to fill these teaching spots and Teaching is already a profession that is suffering right now. Ever since they got real fucked over during the pandemic and teachers have gotten just shitted on from day one. Um, and it was absolutely absurd. Some states are getting very weirdly creative with how to fill these teaching spots. I remember back when I was teaching, I think maybe I just left teaching to go into public health and the district that I was working for in the, the area that I live, we're talking about having nurses teach health classes. And listen, I have so much respect for nurses because they do some incredible work, but hell no, absolutely not. Teachers and nurses work very differently. A nurse's job is to care for the patient at hand. Teachers have to care for a lot of people at one time. Um, and so just because nurses may have knowledge, uh, may have the expertise, does not mean that they have all the other things that goes into being a teacher around classroom management, around different learning styles, around how to uh, effectively communicate with families and involve the community in things that are going on. It's also really important to remember that when people are not educated and don't have critical thinking skills, it becomes much easier to manipulate them. They become much easier to force misinformation, propaganda on because they don't know to think any differently. So 
The systems are working to make us afraid and resentful of everyone who looks different from us and pointing fingers at everyone but the actual issue. So we're going to make laws based on this fear and not laws based on actual policy and then have police enforce these laws. So people are getting arrested for fucking existing and for people whose society has made marginalized, they're getting arrested at higher rates with higher charges. Again, taking away voting power, taking away their voice for change. Then, as I've mentioned, the systems fuck over the education system. So now we have people who can't even realize how fucked up this all is. And, and we can't even have them advocate for change because it a lot of folks don't even realize that there's a problem at all. And this is not accidental at all. This is all orchestrated and on purpose. Now, you would think that these systems then would create environments for people to be safe and healthy. But we all know that's not even close to what's happening. So when I say that they're using these excuses of, oh, we cherish the sanctity of life and oh, the poor children, I say that's fucking bullshit because you can't care about the sanctity of life and care about the babies and the children when you are voting against basic health care rights for people, when you are voting against gun reform laws, when you uh, have not worked to fix a formula shortage that we are about a year into now in this country, when you are voting against the rights of people, you do not care about the sanctity of life because we already know what happens to people when they cannot be their authentic selves, the answer is they fucking die. So you cannot say that you care about life, but yet vote against everything that would make people's lives better. So politicians who are saying that and people who believe that garbage miss us with that bullshit because we see right through it. So how does this connect to sexual pleasure? We got on a little bit of a soapbox rant and that's okay. When we don't feel like we can freely be ourselves, when we have to hide parts of who we are because of shame, fear, stigma, laws, then we allow these systems to control us more and more and more. So what I want to say is, if you want to give a big fuck you to the government today, Go have some really good fucking sex. I'm going to include some resources in the show notes and my link tree so you can read more about benefits of discussing pleasure and sex education. The, the, the shit that I'm talking about right now, this isn't new. This isn't a new phenomenon. Just like every week I say these things that we know, we have studies, we have a lot of research to support these. And so these laws are not rooted in science or medical accuracy at all. They are rooted in politics, period. Before you think that I am the meme of the guy in the basement with all the strings connected and I'm stuck in some weird like conspiracy theory, I promise you 
I'm not that person. Uh, although when I start making a lot of these connections, I really start feeling like that meme. And I'm like, wait, am I going crazy? As I'm starting to realize how all of these things are connected in such a really obvious way when you sit and think about it. I have worked really hard, especially in the last few years, to listen to activists and learn because my worldview is very different as a white woman. And while it is sometimes very difficult to unlearn almost everything that I have been taught as a, as a white woman, as someone who is fairly middle class most of my life, uh, it is necessary and this is the only way that we can collectively get what we deserve. We are not free until we are all free. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about support and mentioned how my family and even my spouse does not listen to this show. If you remember, I put a little test in there to see if they do listen. And I had said that whoever in my family texted me the word support before the Monday of the next week, I would give them a special surprise. So I wanted to give you an update to this week and not one text, y'all. Not one. I appreciate all of you that do listen, and there's a handful of you that reach out, that support my posts, that really are so amazing on Instagram, on TikTok, and I just appreciate y'all. This week's word is power. Power is access to resources that enhance one's chances of living a relatively more comfortable, productive, and safe life. Wealth, whiteness, citizenship, patriarchy, heterosexism, and education are a few key social mechanisms through which power operates. This all ties into everything I have just been talking about throughout today's episode. I think it's important to recognize that whatever aspect of our existence that is in proximity to power is the way to advocate to those in power. So whether that's your skin color, your financial status, gender, sexual orientation, etc., this is how you get into the discussions. Because people in power aren't likely to listen to those who they're trying to oppress because, duh, that doesn't make any sense. But they're more likely to listen to people who are like them. And I'm not just saying this is about showing up to elected officials or business owners. This is about talking to your own family and friends, too, and people within your community. White people are more likely to listen to other white people as opposed to black people. So I personally listen to activists, especially black women, because black women are gold and everyone needs to listen to black women all the time. Always. They're amazing. Most of them, not Candace Owens. She's complete garbage. And there's a few others, but we won't go there. We need to listen and find ways to elevate the voices that are uh, being shut down, being marginalized, being silenced and, <clears throat> and use our privilege in order to get messages 
heard louder, amplified. It's our responsibility as humans to use our privileges for good and to help advocate for those who are further away from power. This does not mean our voices should be the only ones. It does not even mean our voices should be the loudest. But we need to take time to listen to people who are different than us and learn from experiences and what folks need to survive. And then take that message and amplify it. Sharing posts from people or organizations that society has marginalized. Show up to events if you're able. Sign on to petitions. Give money to people who are doing the work. These are all really great ways to amplify voices. As we wrap up this week, I want to remind folks to utilize the anonymous question box. This can help me see the topics you all are interested in hearing about. Also, if you are interested in being a guest on my podcast, there is a guest form link as well. I would love to have you as a guest and hear about your passion and interest in reproductive health topics and topics that are related to reproductive health. All resources from today's episode are in the show notes. I have recently set up a buy me a coffee link for anyone interested in showing support for the show. Don't hesitate to reach out to me as I would love to hear from you. Email me at meetmeatthespotpodcast at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. Until next week, bye! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, Meet Me at the Spot Podcast. Do you love the show and want to support the podcast? Well, check out the show notes for all the ways to support the work I do. All links related to today's episode can also be found in the show notes. Help others find this podcast by following me and leaving a review. And also spread the word on social media. See you next week when we meet at the spot.